Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. We're excited to have you with us once again. Today is December 8th, and you'll notice that we're a couple days late on the podcast. And that's because it's a... Uh, we This is the first time in a long time, but we were not able to get our normal crew together for a podcast, and so I am running solo today. So that means it's going to be a little bit different format. We are still going to somewhat do the weekly, uh, weekly recap of, of what we did here, but I'm also going to be reflecting a little bit on the end of the year stuff. Uh, it's that time of year where it's seasonal, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and this is a great time of year to, to kind of reflect. So we're going to do some reflections. We're going to do some introspection. Going to do some just considering uh, what, what this time of year can be used for. Um, because it's an awesome time of year. It's just the best time, at least for me. I, I Summer is crazy. It's just bonkers. That's when you got all your summer camps and your VBSs and all your big events and you know, the peak youth conference and Bible quizzing is coming to a head. And all of those things are just all, all seem to happen during summer. And it's just a nutty, crazy time of year. And yes, it's fun, but it's also hot. You know, you know when it's hot, at least for me, man, my, my body does not enjoy that. So this is my favorite time of, of year by far. I just love Thanksgiving, Christmas time, because things start to slow down. The chaos starts to quit a little bit. I don't have to travel. It's just calm. And I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now I say things calm down. That's, that's more of a, maybe for me personally, now our church doesn't slow down at all. My Lord have mercy. We have more Christmas parties right now than we, uh, in two weeks, we have more, more parties than we probably have in six months. So it is definitely hectic in that scale. In fact, today we're setting up for a, uh, what we call our in-group, which is the 18 to 39 uh, that we're a care captain over, and we are setting up for that. We're going to make a big party tonight with White Elephant Exchange, White Elephant Gift Exchange. We're not exchanging White Elephants, you know. Uh, but it's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. And uh, so, so yeah, it, it is busy in that regard. But as far as compared to other times of year, this is just like such a, I'm going to call it peaceful, just a peaceful time, time to spend time with family, to evaluate. I think that's a good word for it, just to kind of slow down. And instead of just getting things done, you can kind of reflect a little bit over what you've accomplished last year. Um, on all the, all the things that we've done, how we've done, um, and then we can learn from the past to make the future even better. In fact, we're going to talk about our weekly recap from last week and how, how we're going to be learning from that and maybe tweaking a few things, uh, to, uh, look toward the future, but man, there are some big exciting prospects, projects on the horizon. Now, you know, we've been doing the weekly devotions every week. These are for kids, aimed at kids, um, where we just uh, share something with them every week, a little lesson, uh, you know, just a little silliness, but, but obviously a lesson. But out of that, we extract the object lesson and we share that with the teachers. Now, uh, for a couple of years, I was sharing an object lesson every single week for two years straight. Didn't miss a week for, man, quite a long time. 
And uh, at the end of each year, I would collect all those object lessons and create a book, an object lesson book, compiling all of those and then make them available. Um, now, at the end of uh, 20, goodness, 19, I believe it was. No, maybe. I don't know. It's been a couple of years. Anyway, at the end of that time, I got really flaky really flaky with the object lesson thing. And so we're back on the wagon. We've been doing it uh, consecutively for quite a few weeks now. And I'm thinking we might have enough to compile a book. So what I want to do is every time we uh, put together a book, we at least have one object lesson in there for every week of the year is what I'm hoping for. Um, so we've also been putting out, uh, action songs, sister Delaney, before she went on her missions trip, sister Delaney, before she went on a mission trip, she recorded a bunch of those, but we're on the tail end of them. So I'm going through our live Sunday school uh, videos and I'm clipping the songs out of there and I'm posting those available as well. Now, those are a little bit tougher to compile <laughs> in a book. I don't know how exactly you would do an action song in a book, so we're not even going to try. But we do have a couple more. Uh, books we're planning on putting out uh, with skits and puppet shows because we have collected, oh my goodness, a lot of those over the years. And our biggest hang up is when you write a skit, many times they're based on an idea that you found online. Now we can't just copy a skit off of somebody else's and call it ours and throw it in a book. We're just not going to do that. So uh, the problem is many of our skits, we don't know where they started from because we change them so much that they don't even look anything like the original. So, of course, we want to credit the author or just not put it in the book at all if it's something that we feel like, you know, is copywritten by somebody or whatever. But we just don't know. We don't remember where we got many of these from because it's been a year or more. Uh, so we're doing the best we can to only put the stuff that's original content or that has been changed so much that, you know, there's just, there's no connection any longer to the original uh, product. So that's going to be one coming out. So we got uh, object lesson book and a skit slash puppet show uh, book that'll probably be combined into a single one. And again, we're hoping to have 50, uh, 50 to 52 of each of those in a book. Other big projects are the WPF Apostolic Sunday School Curriculum. I am so excited about this. So the newly formed Educational Committee, one of their goals is to create Sunday School Curriculum that is fully apostolic, that's fun, exciting, interactive, and hopefully easy to teach as well. And we want to make it uh, span a variety of different classroom types from the one that we have, you know, the, the, the larger, more like uh, uh, children's church style down to a personal classroom. We want this to, to, to be able to be taught to a spectrum of teaching styles and also ages. We want it to be able to be taught from toddlers up to uh, maybe the preteens. I don't think it's going to go into the youth at this point. Um, we're st still working our way through, through a lot of uh, little... Uh, little decisions we have to make. So I don't know, but either way it's going to be happening. And we have put together a all-star team of children's ministry people that are like, not just good, they're phenomenal. They're not just, they're, they're, they're first class. So if I started throwing out names, um, it's just not com totally complete yet. So I'm going to hold off on that, but let me just tell you, they are phenomenal people that I've worked with in the past. I look up to, and I cannot wait to see what comes out of this. 
Another crazy ambitious project is one that I have created for myself because I'm dumb and I like to make ambitious projects that are like years in the making. So this one is me, oh God help me, telling the entire Bible chapter by chapter in story form, in language that an eight-year-old can understand. So I'm actually having to, I'm going to call it in air quotes here, translate each chapter one at a time and uh, you re- rewrite it in, in a form that a child can understand and then record it in audio form and then put music behind it as well. So um, why am I doing that? That's crazy, isn't it? Well, the main reason is because this is this is such a a a, a uh, telling on myself. I would be reading my Bible, and I'll get into some chapter. I'll read it from verse one to the end, and when I'm done, I legitimately had no idea what actually happened in that chapter. I read it. My brain somehow recognized the words and was able to even say them out loud, but it never converted it into what actually happened in the book because you have to study some of this stuff to be able to really understand it. And so my goal is I want to be able to tell a story form from some of the, the a little bit more obscure stories in the Bible I want you to be able to take that chapter and read it to a child or have them listen to the audio and they can just understand exactly what happened, no matter how convoluted the story is. At least that's my goal. And again, I know this is just ridiculously optimistic, but I'm through Genesis chapter 19 so far, converted those and uh, recorded them. And let me tell you, boy, there are some chapters in the Bible that are tough to write for an eight-year-old. <laughs> uh, you know, all scriptures is given for inspiration, uh, but but man, there there is um, some stories in there that'll make the hair on your head raise a little bit. And there's my phone. I'll call my brother back in just a minute. Um, but uh, like Genesis chapter nineteen, read that and then think: How do I tell that in story form for an eight-year-old? Boy. Boy, that was a struggle for me, but I, I, I think I, I did it, hopefully, and I used some wisdom, I hope. So anyway, we are working our way through that. I'm trying to do a chapter or two a day, um, and there's only 1,100 chapters. I mean, that can't take too long, right? That's a, that's a joke. I know this is a multi-year project, but if it hasn't done anything else, it has helped me immensely understand the Bible better. I just understand it so much more because anything in there that I can't explain to an eight-year-old, I have to go look up and read commentaries and other versions of the Bible until I feel like I have my head wrapped around it. And even then, man, there's a lot of stuff that that this just, uh, you know, can be, be multiple things, such as, this sounds simple, right? When you're, ta- when you're reading the story in Genesis about uh, Noah and Noah's time, and God said that he judged the earth, and uh, he made, uh, what does it say? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this imperfect, but it's like, he made the lives of men 120 years. Now, at that time, they were living 900, 800, 700, 600, five, uh, 500 years old, 
And God said, I'm going to make him live 120. At least that's what it seems to appear very obviously until you start reading commentaries. And a lot of people are saying, well, what that actually means is from that point when God said that they had 120 years left until the judgment hit or when the flood came. Well, I didn't know. And so you start reading commentary. And so I just very genuinely, I just throw it in there. I'll just say stuff like, well, this could mean this, or it could mean this. I really don't know. So you make up your own mind about it is kind of how I address that stuff. So, so with all that said, I do want to switch gears a little bit and talk about something that I need to work on myself. And uh, I'm definitely no expert on this subject. Trust me, I promise. But the, the, the topic of improvement, of getting better all the time, or at least trying to get better. I'm not even talking about personal improvement, self-improvement. I'm talking about like in the area of ministry that we're involved in, in children's ministry, how do we get better? How do we move to the next level? And I think at least in my, my limited scope, it is always getting new information. Uh, never be, be satisfied with your existing knowledge or with how you're doing things or your existing methods, but always trying to be expanding, talking to people, gathering information and reading books. And there are so many good books out there. Um, even if it's not specifically about apostolic children's ministry, uh, and there are, uh, some out there that are about that specific topic, but, uh, just about connecting with kids um, how to understand kids, how to relate to kids. Um, even through, uh, I, I buy books by kids, magicians, uh, people that do kids shows because they have a lot of insight on how to connect with kids. Um, they, they, again, they're not, their, their, uh, goal, their outcome is not to see a kid get the Holy ghost. It's more to make them laugh and to be entertained, but we can use their, uh, the knowledge that they have to get to the ultimate goal of seeing these kids live for God. And so I'll get stuff from, there's a, there's a guy, his name is David Kane, uh, David K, K-A-Y-E, and his stage name is Silly Billy, which is obviously pretty, pretty goofy, but the dude is so stinking good at dealing with kids. So I bought a couple of his books. <clears throat> One's called Super Size Silly. Another one's something else. I can't remember, but it's full of great information. And uh, there's one, David Ginn. He writes all these different ones about magic for kids. And uh, anyway, there, there's just so many uh, books out there. Whose Child Is This by Bill Wilson. And uh, uh, my goodness, I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now. Uh, uh, Dunlap, I Can't Wait Till Sunday Morning. Um uh, goodness. Uh, anyway, a lot of my books are at home too, but all just, just get books, buy them and don't just have them, but read them, underline them, review them, make notes on them and go back through and try to implement it into your, into your children's ministry. Also podcasts like, like this one, you know, just getting a perspective from somebody else. I listen to every single podcast that brother Gabe Baker puts out that, um, Brother Jason Ashley puts out. I also listen to a ton of other podcasts um, by apostolics. And I listen to a lot that aren't by apostolics, uh, things on children's ministry. And I have to filter through. And like I've said before, you got to spit out the seeds and get the good stuff. But there are some phenomenal podcasts out there. Kidman Talk by uh, Carl Bastian. Uh, there's just look up Kidman or children's ministry and you'll find a mess of them. And again, you'll find ones that you kind of like their style. 
And there's a lot in there that just make me angry, quite frankly. I just think it's just dumb, the stuff that they're telling people to do. But there are some good things that I can get out of it. And so I just, uh, again, I, I consume what I can and get rid of the nonsense and use it for the furtherance of the kingdom. That's what we're trying to do. So in that goal, I have created the Apostolic Podcast Network. And we say this a lot, but I, I, I just want to take some time to talk about this. Apostolic Podcast Network. There is seemingly no way, like if you look up Apostolic Podcasts on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever, you're not going to find every Apostolic podcast out there. Um, some people will leave out the word apostolic or you know, the, the algorithms are just wacky and you won't see everybody. So I created the Apostolic Podcast Network. It's just a Linktree list. That's all it is. Nothing special. And Linktree, in case you have never used it, is linktr. Instead of like .com, it's .ee. So linktr.ee, which if you run it all together, is Linktree <clears throat> slash apostolic podcast network or apostolic sundayschool.com forward slash APN. And what I did is I took all the apostolic podcasts I could find and I put them in this list so you could find all of the other uh, people that have a podcast. And these are not all children's ministries. I'm gonna, I'm looking at it right now. So we just added one, the Apostolic Bible Quizzing Podcast. I, I uh, helped start that because I love Bible quizzing. If you're into children's ministry and not into Bible quizzing, what's wrong with you? I mean, it's just, it, they go hand in hand. It's just such a perfect compliment. Apostolic Bible Quizzing uh, Podcast. Um, then the Apostolic uh, <clears throat> Leader Section has like Biblios, or Biblos, uh, Kingdom Speak, All Things Apostolic, Truth Talk, uh, Face the Truth, God Quest, etc. Then I have a children's ministry section with all the ones we talked about, plus some that <coughs> aren't posting very often. <coughs> Talking to you, Tyler and Ray Munoz. Um, then the apostolic uh, sermons, kind of like some apostolic uh, archives and messages. I have those in there. Then miscellaneous is just like, it's just, I can't categorize it. Um, all kinds of uh, different podcasts. And then it's church podcasts, like different churches that put out a podcast. So all those are in there. If you want to add yours to that list, send me an email. Send it to info at apostolicsundayschool.com, and I will get you added to the list. But I want this list to be apostolic, <clears throat> truly apostolic. I don't want to uh, water it down with good podcasts that are not apostolic. So this is, this is, this is for us, by us. That's, that's what this list is all about. But the Apostolic Bible Quizzing Podcast, uh, it's a new one, and I'm going to push that. Go listen to it. Just a good way of creating some community between our Bible quizzers and coaches and getting them some uh, information <clears throat> and, uh, again, sense of community and realizing that other Bible quizzers are just as human as they are. Um, sometimes we think we're the only one in the world that struggle when it comes to learning verses. And we see these other quizzers that are so phenomenal. And how do they know their verses so perfectly? They must have some special gift. Well, the special gift is called discipline. And they are able to do it because they care enough and they make time in their day and they schedule it out <clears throat> and make it happen. So you can too. So that's my plug for Apostolic Bible Quizzing Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Uh, I'm going to go into our weekly recap for our church. So uh, this is our December 3rd, and we talked about the Beatitudes. Now, I'm going to be blunt. We had a rough Sunday. I'm just going to tell you we had a rough Sunday, and that, that is going to lead into another topic in a minute. But let's go through it real quick. We talked about the Beatitudes 
Uh, we did our pre-class dead air filler, but the Ruben was supposed to do that. But and he had it all planned out. I mean, he did. He had sent us his ideas and all the stuff he was going to do. And then his bus got delayed, and he didn't get quite get there in time. So we ended up doing something silly. I can't even remember what it was. Um, but we just kept their attention until class started. Sarah Booker started off with the creative intro. Now I'm by myself, and I was all over the place. Some of these I'm not going to remember because I have the brain of a hamster. But uh, Sarah started, oh, I remember this. She started talking about the bee attitudes and she was dressed up like a bumblebee, like a honeybee. And she had a bee costume. She came in and started talking about all the attitudes a bee should have. Like if someone messes with you, sting them and stuff. It was pretty funny. Um, And then her daughter came out and corrected her and said, mother, what is wrong with you? No, we are not having the honeybee attitudes, it's the bee for beautiful attitudes that Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. And they uh, kind of got her on the straight and narrow, got her all figured out, and then just had her you know, pay attention to the rest of class and you'll be taken off that bee costume and you'll be all apostolic soon. So uh, then it went into Brother Bob Lee and he did his weekly challenge, Super Kid of the Week, and two kids off our bus, boom, won the Super Kid of the Week. I was so excited. Very cool. <clears throat> and then they did the soap rules, Heidi Zamora. What did she do? Oh, Haiti, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, it wasn't because I didn't think it was awesome. It was because I was <clears throat> in the back of the room uh, trying to keep kids from killing each other. Um, Then we had Leah Thomas. She did the puppet show and she had her big book and she was reading the story of the or reading the Sermon on the Mount. And then I guess Bree was the puppet behind it and she was uh, engaging on the Beatitudes and just they were just going back and forth. So they would say, you know, they hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then, you know, the puppet would be silly. Well, I'm always hungry. Therefore, I must have the beatitude. And so they corrected each other and anyway, did that in puppet show form. Then we had the plan of salvation chant. That was Logan. Uh, that's my son. And he was, uh, just as, as normal, getting the kids excited into it, uh, getting them rallied up. I can't remember exactly what he did either. And we sing an action song called fan Dabadozi. If you haven't heard it, it's by Doug Horley. It's a pretty wild song. Um, He's a gaffa, he's a governor, he's a big, big cheese, head honcho, head honcho. He's the chief of our belief, he is the maker of our teeth, no greta, creator, el supremo numero uno, heaven's number one. Now that's, you know, there's melody to it, but it's just a bunch of gibbery words, it's pretty funny. And it's all based on this Australian slang word called fandabadozi. And so we talk about God is Fandabadozi, Fandabadozi. He's the God of everything. And Fandabadozi means really awesome, really good. And so uh, we have these uh, foam foam boards. And so I have the words printed out. Now, normally we do that on the screen, but I wanted these to be more interactive. And so we have two people, two kids holding these signs. And they have like a verse on one side, the chorus on the other, and the kids flip them whenever it's their turn. And there's actions to the song too. So I don't know if we have that one posted or not. If we don't, we'll have to do it soon because it's a, it's a jamming song. Um, then we did the word shot. That was Keith Zamora and his son. And Oliver was cooking cookies the right way. Keith, not so much. Keith was messing it up pretty bad. I think instead of chocolate chip cookies, he put beef liver pills. Yeah. 
uh, talking about uh, that you know, you need to follow what the what the Bible says and don't don't do your own thing. You need to do what God said on the Sermon on the Mount with the beautiful attitudes. So Toronto did the creative memory verse and taught uh, the new verse, which is Colossians 2, 9. And then we did the old apostolic song, and I did that from the piano. We did the song by Andre Crouch that Take Me Back. And again, this old apostolic song session is just so the kids don't lose the apostolic heritage, the good, beautiful songs that we know and love. And sometimes we don't get the opportunity to sing those in church as much. So I'm like, you know, we're going to teach those to the children. And so in Sunday school, this time we sing, take me back, take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. If you haven't heard that song, it's beautiful. Andre Crouch, he sings it a lot better than I do. Yeah, go listen to it. It's a good song. And then the final lesson, <clears throat> Brother Julian, <clears throat> man, my throat is full of frogs. I wish I could get them out. <clears throat> uh, Brother Julian did the final lesson. He had his two kids up there. He had uh, Aiden and his daughter, uh, Aubrey, and they had whiteboards, and they had on them a the outline of a tree, outline of a, like a drawing of a tree, and Julian was telling them, you know, to color it and make it pretty. Well, Aiden decided to do it his own way, and he started scribbling all over it, and by the time he was done, it was just an absolute train wreck. You couldn't even tell if there was ever a tree there. It was just mayhem. Aubrey, on the other hand, had taken her time and colored in the lines and did what God said and did it his way and not her way. And when she was done, she had a beautiful picture that everybody could admire. And so Julian, his point was, when you do it God's way, you have something beautiful to look at and people enjoy being around you and people want to be, you know, want to, to follow your example. But if you're not, if you're not, you don't do it God's way. You do it your own way. You're just going to make a mess out of your life and no one's going to want to be around you. And you're definitely not going to draw anybody to Jesus. So you got to have, got to have it right. Then we had a, uh, an altar call. Um, so what did we learn from this Sunday? Well, what we learned is interesting. We've picked up a lot of kids over the last few weeks, and it's just growing and growing, and each of our routes is growing, and there's a lot of promotions, and our bus routes are getting bigger and bigger, and our classroom size, by default, is getting bigger and bigger. We had an average last year of probably uh, 70 to 100 kids on the high side, so maybe 80 to 90 kids on average. Well, this year, it's been growing. Our bus ministry was running around 60 at the beginning of the year, and then it's grown and grown until we picked up 140 a couple weeks ago. So we literally have doubled, almost more than doubled our bus route. And on average, we're, we're shooting you know, in, the, in the one teens or, or low 100s, uh, you know, over 100 on our bus routes alone, which means our class is averaging around 130 plus kids every single Sunday. Well, let me tell you, 130 kids, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot, especially when you consider a good 50 plus percent of them or more are unchurched, meaning that they don't have that culture of behavior. They don't know how they're supposed to act. They don't know how to really listen or respect yet. So there's a big, big, big struggle of maintaining attention in the classroom. Now, when we had 80 kids, 90 kids, and uh, we we had it we had it going on. I'm just going to tell you, like it was it was rocking. Man, we we had the kids full attention. 
Uh, I felt like every time we did a skit, the kids were engaged. Every time we did a puppet show, the kids were uh, really interacting with it. Action songs from the front to the back, they were into it. Well, as you got that many more kids, and again, the 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 bulk of those are are unchurched. They don't have any concept of of what a Sunday school classroom is is supposed to be like or what decorum is. Um, things got a little crazy. Um, and so like last Sunday, I realized very clear, I mean, crystal clear that we have surpassed our ability to teach this number of kids with our current methods and our current setup. We just cannot continue to do the same thing we've always done and expect to have good results with these new uh, class sizes is just impossible. So we've had upwards of 150 kids in that classroom. It's not just the number of kids because we, we, you know, you can have that many and still have effective, uh, class, you know, at, at summit, we have, uh, close to 300 kids in our kingdom kids conference and man, we have, we have great church, but all of those kids have a history, a, a culture of being in church, and they know how to act and know how to behave. And we also have the parents backing that we can text or call them at any moment, and they would come pick them up and probably uh, suitably discipline them um, so uh, they wouldn't act that way the next night. Well, here we don't have that, or at least for for the ones we run on our buses. So for those 100, let's just call them 120, 130 kids that we pick up on our buses, they don't have the history of that. And yes, we do have a discipline policy. And yes, we try to uh, be consistent with it. But let me just tell you, with that many bodies, it's just really tough. It's just really tough. I'm telling you, I was playing whack-a-mole on Sunday. It was bonkers. Trying to stop a kid from talking when the entire back of the room is talking. Um, And the reason I noticed is, so I was in the back and I'm listening to like the skit that Leia and Bree was doing, and I'm sure it was fabulous because they always do a phenomenal job. I don't have a clue what they were saying because the kids were so loud that all I heard was the kids and I was not getting the lesson, which meant that any of the kids that were not fooling around weren't getting it either. Okay, none of them were, including the ones that were fooling around. But what I'm saying is the kids that were not fooling around, that were trying to pay attention, couldn't hear it, couldn't understand it, and therefore they started checking out and started fooling around also. So, (sighs) kids in the back can't hear. We just have flat out too many kids in the classroom. And we, I am not saying that we're picking up too many bus kids. I want to pick up three times that number. I want to get more buses. I want to keep cranking them in. But we have to effectively teach the ones that we bring. So we have to figure out what to do to make some tweaks. And so we met and we have some plans for the new year. Um, we're probably going to be uh, sectioning off some of the older ages and putting them in various classrooms um, with their own uh, own teachers and uh, pulling about. We're trying to pull out about 40 kids out of the classroom. And those upper ages are typically the ones that stir up the younger ones the most. And so we're going to try to try to see how that works. We're also going to change, maybe change up our teaching methods a little bit. We're just going to tweak. We're going to try to improve and we are not going to be static. We are not going to say we can't pick up this many kids. That's ridiculous. We are never going to stifle the growth of our bus ministry because we can't effectively teach. No, we're going to change our teaching methods to catch up with the bus ministry. That's what it's all about. So that's where we're at. We're trying to 
Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. We're trying to make tweaks. So this year or this this December, let's see, it's December 8th right now. Um, this Sunday on the 10th, we're doing the Christmas story. So we're actually acting out the story of Christmas. Uh, it's going to be very dramatic, very fun. And I don't think we're going to have trouble getting the kids' attention. And my son and I are going to be running speakers to the back of, excuse me, the back of the room also. So we're going to put up speaker stands, run cables. And the back of the room is going to get just as much volume as the front. Now, is that going to fix the problem? I don't know, but I'm going to try it and we're going to find out. So we, we will at least be able to understand what is being said in the back of the room. Um, we're also doing the drama, you know, mixing up the style of teaching. So I expect them to have a good Sunday this coming Sunday. The 17th is our birthday party for Jesus. That's where we just do an all-out birthday party. We have cake. We might have a pinata. We're going to sing happy birthday. We're going to have birthday hats. We're going to have little noisemakers. It's going to be a ball. We're just going to have a birthday party for Jesus, and we're going to end it with gifts for all the kids from our toy drive that we've been doing. Um, Brother Julian has been able to connect with our Toys for Tots uh, program here in the area, and through he works at the fire department. And so you know, you, with them, they're able to donate an enormous amount of toys. The church is also, uh, uh, the church people are donate, donating toys. And uh, every kid is going to get a gift, and it's going to be a, a, a pretty solid gift. Now, this is just bus kids. This is every kid. If you come to our church, you're going to get a kid. Yeah, you're going to get a kid. You show up at our church, we're going to give you a kid. No, no, if you show up at our church, we're going to give you a gift uh, if you are in Sunday school age, and you'll go home with something good. So that's going to be exciting. And then the 24th is, is uh, Christmas Eve morning. We are going to have a single service in our main sanctuary. Our buses will not be running, nor will we be teaching on December 31st. That is uh, New Year's Eve. We also are not going to be running buses or having Sunday school. So that gives us the next four weeks to figure out the tweaks we're going to make and get it enacted, where if we pick up 200 kids on a bus route, that's what I'm praying, that we have the facilities the teachers, the methods, all where we can effectively teach them and see these kids get the Holy Ghost, get discipled, and uh, man, we want to get them to heaven. So that's where we're at. Things broke, but we are going to tweak our methods and we're going to fix it. And that's how it should be in every program is you want to grow to the point where your existing message, methods don't work anymore and then fix them so you can keep growing because that's what it's all about. Don't ever shut down your growth because you don't have a, a way of teaching them. Um, just, man, uh, fix, your, fix your teaching methods. All right. And I'm talking to me. I'm not, I'm not getting on anybody. I'm, I'm talking to myself. Um, we also did our bus pickups uh, for our bus for Green Route. We decorated our bus. Uh, we hung uh, garland and battery-powered Christmas lights and uh, put a big wreath on the nose of the bus, uh, wrapped some windows. Uh, the kids, all when they come on the bus, everybody got a uh, ornament that was theirs, and they got to write their name on it, decorate it a little bit, and then we hung theirs up. So they become part of the decorations as well, getting them into the the season uh, or the Christmas season, and uh, we are going to be talking about this week, what Christmas is all about. And we are going to be recording this, this weekly devotion for this coming week might be a little bit late because, uh, Bree Hinckley did a fabulous lesson in class that I want to record and put out for you guys. Hopefully you can use it 
uh, before the uh, before December's out. Um, but it is. Uh, she came in with an elaborately wrapped box. Now, I mean, elaborate. The wrapping was amazing. There were ribbons, there were bows, there was things hanging off of it. It was just foo-foo, all just crazy. Every every decoration you can put on a box was on that box. And the person she gave it to was so excited, jumping up and down. Oh my goodness, this is the most beautiful box I've ever seen in my life. This is beautiful. And they started pulling off all these decorations off the box and all the wrappings. And it was just so beautiful. And all the ribbons and all the beautiful things. This beautiful box was neat. And then they opened it up inside and it was empty. And of course, they were kind of upset and they said, what's this all about? You gave me an empty box? I mean, you wrapped it up so beautifully, but the inside was empty. And she said, oh, yeah, I got so excited about the the trappings and the wrapping and the decorations of the box that I kind of forgot <laughs> that I was supposed to put a gift inside. <laughs> Sorry about that. And of course, we relate that to Christmas, how the trappings of Christmas the wrappings of Christmas, the tinsel and the lights and the caroling and the, the bells and the, the Santa Clauses and all the stuff that people do and all the goofiness that, that our, our world and society have done and the shopping and the Amazon packages and all this stuff that they think make up Christmas is really just the trappings. It's just the wrapping. They don't realize that in all of their decorating of the box, they left out the actual gift, which is what Christmas is all about. It's that baby in a manger, Jesus himself, that came down because he loved us so much that he became a human like us. And that's the greatest gift of all. But they leave it out. They do all the trappings, all the wrapping, all the gifts, but they don't actually have anything inside. I thought that was so good that I wanted to record that in video form. I'm going to try to get that out to you uh, very soon. <clears throat> uh, so that was that was a good one. And I think that's it. We're, we're a few minutes in. We're going to, or, uh, a few minutes earlier than normal, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But if you guys have any questions, any concerns, any uh, uh, just comments, go ahead and shoot them to us at info at apostolicsundayschool.com or DM us on uh Apostolic Sunday School on IG or Facebook, and we would be happy to address those uh, those questions. Again, we are not experts at this thing, but we are passionate. We do love it, and we do the best that we can. But God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Bye.